to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I am your host, Nate. And I'm Brian. We are coming at you with a new dropped episode this Monday. Hope you are starting your week off strong. And of course, we have a new topic for you. This time, we're going to be focusing on the idea of upfront agreements. And to start our conversation, we go to Brian for a quote. This quote's going to be paraphrased, Nate, as I remember this man saying this. I do not remember the exact quote, but um, I got the general idea of what he was saying. You can't get upset with a client for doing something that you never told them they couldn't do. David Sandler. Thanks, Brian. Constant reminder of why oxymorons are a thing. Paraphrased quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Close enoughs. Let's call them close enoughs. (laughs) And what he was saying was... um, if, if you're on a presentation and you're getting toward the, you know, hour 15 mark um, and the client just stands up all of a sudden and said, hey, thanks for everything you've done here. If you just want to leave your estimate in my inbox, in my email or a, a paper on the table here, we'll get back to you in a week or two. Uh, we have a hard out here and um, have to go get the kids from school. Now, you want to get upset because they're not respecting your time, but you never told them that this was a two-hour process. So getting upset with them now, you're just getting upset with something, getting upset with them for something that's your fault. You never told them how long the, the uh, presentation would take, and now they're leaving when, when it's their time to leave. If you had told them up front how long it would take and they told you that they had to leave at this certain time, you probably would have rescheduled this appointment. The upfront agreement, um, the importance of that, you don't have to look a whole lot farther than your own children. If you have children, if you've ever been told by your child, uh, like, you know, hey, why, why isn't the room clean? And they said, well, you didn't tell me to clean it. And you say something like, well, I told you to go over there and pick up the toys. And you look around and you notice that the toys are no longer in across the room, but literally every other possible thing is on the floor. That is the whole idea of the importance of an upfront agreement, because you are trying to eliminate any type of confusion, any type of, I thought you were going to do this, and the hearer of that saying, well, I thought I heard you say this. And children just have a way of really uh, (laughs) challenging us in the specificity of our requests. Yeah, for sure. They, they, uh, uh, if if not even pick and choose what they hear. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that too. The upfront agreement would be nice because you, you can, you know, even shake hands with them when, when you say these three things need to be done. And are we on the same page? My wife and I were talking this morning before I left for work um, about, you know, what the podcast was going to be on today. <clears throat> and um, I told her the concept, the upfront agreement, and Amelia said... Uh, what is that? And I, I said, our reminder, I said, you know what it is? 
we had talked. Um, I think she was at the mall with, at that time we had three of our kids and she was telling me what a disaster they had been at the mall, each wanting to go a separate way, asking for everything they saw, um, not wanting to leave certain stores when it was time. And I asked her if they had an upfront agreement, which I knew they didn't because it's not even something that I did with the kids. Um, but right at that moment, it occurred to me that she was getting mad at them for doing something that she never told them they couldn't do. So I believe it was like the next Sunday we went to church and then somewhere afterwards, I don't remember where, but, but uh, I pulled the car over and put it in park and I said, uh, <clears throat> don't even unbuckle yet, guys. We need to have a little conversation. This is what we're doing. This is how long we're going to be here. Um, if somebody wants to go to a certain store that, that's not on the agenda, you can ask and we'll discuss it quickly. And if it's a no, it's a no. Uh, nobody's allowed to ask for any Cinnabons if we're in the mall because we're not doing that today. And when we say it's time to go, it's time to go. And it wasn't perfect, I'm sure, but we both realized how much better it was even w when dealing with, you know, two of them are toddlers, for crying out loud. And it was still a far superior experience to what she had, what we had both witnessed several times before, which was just utter chaos because there was no agreement on what was going to happen here. And then there's, you know, with the kids, there might be an established um, action that happens as a result of them doing it well, like a treat on the way home or something of that nature. But um, eliminating what, what uh, David Sandler, sales trainer, called mutual, mutual mystification was, um, was paramount there, just like it is on a sales presentation. I'm just picturing Brian in the car asking his children, so I'm going to have some questions for you. You're going to have some questions for me, uh, but we won't be taking those questions today. This will just be a one-way conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't even turn around and look at them. I just pull the, the rearview mirror down slightly and glare at each one of them. That is the, uh, the, perhaps we'll call it the dictator version of the upfront contract, which isn't necessarily what we're going for, but it does still hold the components of, of what an upfront contract or an upfront agreement really is. And those are uh, really basic, right? The first thing is just understanding um, what exactly the timeline of the events is going to be. Then there is an understanding of each other's questions and perspectives. And then there is an outcome or some type of resolution to what's going on. So in that mall, uh, that mall analogy right there, Brian, what you were doing is basically saying, hey, this is what we're going to be doing in the mall. This is how long we're going to be there. This is the behavior that's going to be expected. And this is the reward that's going to happen if all those things fall into place. Now, from a service technician or a comfort advisor or any type of other home services industry position, you want to be a little bit more investigative and engaging with your client as opposed to perhaps you would be with your child. For sure. You're, um, you have an outline of things that you want to accomplish in, in the um, upfront agreement or upfront contract. Certain things that you want to set, uh, you want to let them know what your agenda is here today. Uh, you want to ask them what their agenda is, or at least let them know that you understand for the most part, what their agenda is. You want to agree on a timeline. Um, probably most important thing is you want to agree that we need, you know, 90 minutes or three hours or whatever it is here today. Um, and without that, we can't move forward because if they need you out of here in 45 minutes, this is not going to work. 
Um, and then the outcome. You're not going to agree that the outcome is going to be they're going to you know, become the proud new owner of your products and services, but the outcome being a yes or a no. The, the one thing we want to get to is, is uh, it's either a fit or it's not a fit. Either way is okay, but what you don't want to have at the end is we're going to think it over. Right, so we're trying to get to a conclusion uh, through using this tool. We're trying to get to the answer. And we don't want it to be a, a, a maybe or a, I'm not sure or let me think about it. We want a definitive answer, whether it's yes or whether it's no. <clears throat> and I wanted to kind of bring an illustration in here that's outside of the trades because I think that's helpful in, in helping everybody relate to how important this is, not just for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical, but in everyday life. And that is the purpose of the upfront contract is to help the customer understand what is going to happen. So let's just take it to a dentist, for example. I hate going to the dentist. It's one of the most anxious driven appointments that sits on my calendar. Um, and the reason for that is because there's a level of fear. What are they going to find? When we open up my mouth, when we open up the hood, you might say, pull the cover off the unit, um, take a look at what's going on inside. What are they going to find? And so there's a level of fear with is there going to be a cavity? Is that cavity going to produce pain? Is there going to be financial loss incurred by this? Let me help you out there. Yes. <laughs> you can uh, cut out that mutual mystification right now. Right. But for me, it's, it's the unknown. All right. So I know the answer is yes to those questions if there's something found. So it's the unknown as to whether there is something going to be found that drives me crazy. And I'm sure a lot of homeowners can relate to that when they call out a home services professional. So just put yourself in the shoes of one of your customers today, right? So maybe you're headed to a, uh, a leaking toilet call, or maybe you're headed to um, a no power or uh, 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 an AC unit or a furnace that's not running properly. The customer didn't wake up that morning wishing that this was going to happen. They didn't even know that it was going to happen. And now that it is happening, they are experiencing anxiety. Part of that anxiety is, is yes, cost, is, is pain, is timeline, is all these things. And they don't know those answers. All they know is that hopefully you're on the way and hopefully you can fix it, right? So that's established. But what you need to do is place yourself in the role of the, the coach, you might say, in laying out the game plan or the play call for what's going to be happening. So you show up the door and the, one of the first things that you should be doing when you enter into the home is going over the game plan. There's, there's other things that you should be considering as well, but you can't move forward without laying down the groundwork of how the call is going to go. And that is exactly what we mean when we say upfront agreement or upfront contract. It is explaining to the customer, this is how this is going to work. So take it back to the dentist illustration. Let's say that I go there and I walk in the front door and somebody greets me and says, hey, Nate, thanks so much for coming to the dentist today. Just want to let you know, the first thing that's going to happen here is we're going to put you in the waiting room and here's a chart you can fill out, review your medical history, update us on any change of information, etc. Once that's wrapped up, you hand the chart back in over here. We'll wait for your hygienist to be ready. And then when the hygienist is ready, we'll call you back. We'll put you in a chair. Uh, you'll lay back and you'll uh, basically have the hygienist go through all the cleanings of your teeth. They'll do a check over. 
it's usually a pain, uh, pain-free process. And uh, we also include some x-rays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they go through everything. And okay, I'm feeling good about that. And then Nate, you know, once, once everything is taken a look at there, the dentist will come in and he'll take a, a look at your teeth, review any notes from the hygienist. And then if there's anything of concern, he'll bring that up to you and we'll discuss any additional uh, measures or preventions that need to be taken. Now you're probably saying, okay, well, unless you've never been to the dentist before, that's a pretty common experience. I get it. And you know what? I'm sure the customer that you're headed to right now has probably had a plumber or a technician in their home before, or have they? And that's the thing, assuming that they've had this experience before, or more specifically, that they've had it with you or somebody of your caliber is a faulty assumption because you are you're negating your value to them by not explaining everything and just assuming that they already know what's going to happen. And in doing so, you wrap yourself up in a real problem because now at this point, you think that you're operating on plan A while the customer is operating on plan B. And it's your job to use the upfront agreement to basically explain that what is going to happen and get everybody on plan A so that that knows you know, everybody knows what's going to happen. So another thing that you can use that for is later in the call, and we'll get to that in a minute, but the important thing there is to stop and ask yourself, do you have a system when you walk in the home? Are you explaining it to the client and are you removing any assumptions from the equation? That's right, and if the answer is no, then let, let's get a game plan and get a system um, and let the, let the client know upfront what this, is, this process at least is gonna look like. So that if I'm here to do a plumbing inspection, Um, they're not guessing in their head how long this is going to take or assuming that you're just going to do your inspection and leave a list on the table of things that might need to be upgraded um, so they can check in or check out if they want to or not. You would would go to them and say, typically this is about an hour and a half process. Check your plumbing system from front to back, including the pressure. Uh, Do some water tests to see what's in there. Um, Flush out the water heater pool and, and check the sacrificial rod in the water heater, which you're more than welcome to uh, join me for, because I like, I like to do a little show and tell there. Um, pop the, the lids off all your toilet tanks. We're going to fill the, the uh, sinks and let them drain and make sure everything works right there. Check your emergency shutoffs under the sinks and toilets and um, just get a, get a really broad perspective on your plumbing system. And uh, if, I see, if I see any issues, um, I'll bring them up to you if that's okay. And if you have any questions for me, by all means, ask. And then at the end of this, I'll, uh, I'll, if I find anything that could be upgraded, I'll bring it to your attention. I'll, I'll um, present the investment amount for each thing. And if you decide you want to have anything done today, that's great. If you decide not to, that's fine as well, and I'll get out of your hair. How's that sound? But you would definitely want to say that it's typically a two-hour two-hour presentation or, or, I'm sorry, a two-hour time commitment at that point or an hour and a half or however long it takes you to do that. Um, and definitely you want to point out that at the end you are going to sit down with them because if they have a conference call in an hour that's going to be two hours, this isn't going to work. You're not going to have your time to do your actual presentation. So start off, what starts right ends right. If you, uh, or what is that, starts well, ends well. If you have that upfront contract agreement uh, 
in the beginning, you're not going to be confused why they didn't expect to sit down with you at the end. Um, and the same goes for an electrical inspection or a you know furnace tune-up. Or even if you're an installer and you're installing HVAC equipment or um, electrical equipment or what have you, and you're just there to do the install. It's it's the least you can do is have that short conversation with that homeowner and say, this is about how long I plan on being here. Maybe the, the uh, comfort advisor told you it would be a little less or more time. But now that I'm here seeing it, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be about this long. Could be a little more, could be a little less. Um, but here's what we're going to do going forward. And that takes that, you know, confusion that that homeowner might have. Despite the fact that you might do two of these a day, this may be the first time they've ever had this happen. So they could be pretty uh, lost as to what the process looks like. And it just makes things go a lot smoother if they have an idea of how this breaks down. <clears throat> and to go a little further, I have, uh, I was thinking about an example of somebody who was at my house who did not do this and most of the people who work here have uh, heard me talk about the worst sales presentation I've been unfortunate enough to be a victim of and that was a window company that came to my home <clears throat> and we were having three companies come out and give us estimates to replace the windows in our uh, last home and the first guy came on the 4th of July. Now, I called the window company and asked what appointments they had available for an estimate. And the guy just immediately said, "What when are you available?" And I said, "Well, I'm I'm available, you know, after 4 o'clock um, on the on the weekdays or I can I can do Saturday or Sunday at certain times." And I think it was Saturday afternoon that I was calling. Well, the the coming Monday was Fourth of July. And he said, are, "Are you available tomorrow on Sunday?" And I said, "No, we're not available tomorrow." And he said, well, "What about what about on the fourth? I said, "Well, yeah, we'll be here. We'll do some barbecuing later in the day, but we're available all morning." And he insisted that we get get the uh, estimator out on you know nine o'clock, Fourth of July morning on a Monday. And I said, "Well, okay, if it's good for you guys. It's good for me." And he said, "Oh yeah, yeah. They they definitely want to run some estimates on that day. It's his regular work day." I said, "Okay, great." Wouldn't you know, first first thing he says is, uh, voices his displeasure on having to be out on 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Regular almost, work day, huh? Almost I felt like uh, guilt tripping me into making sure that I, that he gets my business because, you know, poor him has to be here on, on uh, Independence Day. Um, but he didn't do really a warm-up which is a big thing. He, he had no upfront contract, so he did not tell us what this looks like, and he, they didn't do it on the phone either. So we really had no idea. As far as I knew, he was going to walk the house, take some measurements, leave a piece of paper on the table saying what the quote was. Um, I mean, it started bad even before that. He, he walked straight up with, didn't put booties on, didn't even wipe his feet, walked right in. He parked in my driveway with a car that was probably eight or ten years old, um, which as we in, in the uh, trades here, at least in the tri-brands, know that just in case your truck decides to start leaking oil right now, if at all possible, we never park in the driveway. And I had two parking spots right in front of my house that could have been used that, were, that he just decided to park in the driveway. Um, his greeting was 
week, he he just gushed all over a picture of my kids that was on the wall in, in a really fake way, which <laughs> put me off like every other part of this presentation. Um, and then he he proceeded to take some measurements and, and do some tests and then try to sell us right there on the spot, like some super high-end windows. He didn't even ask or know that we were planning on selling the house within the next year. We were just doing this to just freshen it up a little bit. Um, but then he, he went into bashing his competitors for 10 or 15 minutes. And when I told him we weren't ready to make a decision today, he was shocked by that, despite that if he had asked up front, he would have known. Um, and he, he got an attitude. I mean, he nearly got himself thrown out the window, uh, ironically, instead of the door. Um, so it was so bad that when he left, and I was talking to, to Amelia about the next estimate we had coming, she said she would not be downstairs for it. And she meant it. <laughs> and it wasn't that day. It might have been the next week or something. But to start, it wasn't very much more professional than that, that first one was. But I can assure you that my wife was not part of that presentation. She was upstairs with the kids until it was over. And um, we did not even replace the windows in that house. We sold it probably a year later like we planned on, um, but I had such a bad experience with unprofessional salespeople that we just, we didn't replace the windows. We just left it up to the next owner. And that's such an unfortunate story, Brian. Thanks for sharing. But like, it, it, it goes to illustrate the power of a system and the power of, of what walking into the home and basically getting on the same page with the homeowner can do for a call. I mean, if that guy comes to your house and he takes five minutes at the beginning of that call just to say, hey, Brian, here's, here's a couple thoughts about how this is going to roll out. Here's some questions I'm going to have. I'm sure you're going to have some questions. And tell you what, this usually takes, I don't know, maybe 30, 45 minutes till I'm done taking a look at everything. Would it be okay for us to sit down and kind of go over some thoughts about the home? Like, how much different of an experience is that? Completely different. It's just knowing what this looked like and what his plan was and what that there was some kind of process would have been such a comfort um, aside from all the other ways. It was a terrible sales presentation. But these are the salespeople that give salespeople a bad name, especially especially not having any kind of process or presentation, really. Certainly the worst part was the attitude that we got at the end when I said, we're not, we're not making a decision today. And he kept pushing me and pushing me until I said, if you really want a decision today, it's just no. Thank you for your time. And then he said, well, get back to me next week, you know, like you wanted to do in the first <laughs> place. Um, but first and foremost, that, that upfront agreement of the time allotment would have been the biggest thing because we were assuming maybe 30, 45 minutes, and this was a two-hour presentation. Um, we, we just weren't ready for that time commitment. So that brings to, to light what I was trying to get to earlier with it, which is basically the unknown. Brian, uh, prior to that encounter, had you ever had a window salesperson in your home before? Never, nor after. We bought a new house, so we didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that most people that you're going to see today or this week have never had a home service professional in their home but I bet you they've probably never had one as good as you in their home before. And they probably never had one who's going to stop and walk them through the process like you're about to do. 
So don't go into that assuming because when you do, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice and the client at that point. Yep. And, and whether you're sell, selling or not, um, even if you're an installer, again, starting off with that conversation about what this is going to look like is, is of the utmost importance. Just give them a game plan and they feel so much more at ease as a result. What you're trying to avoid there is essentially the unknown from, from a customer standpoint, the unknown. And that's what drives fear and anxiety. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I can't tell. I mean, tell you, you want to talk about fear and anxiety? Look at what the pandemic did to, to people all over the place, all over different ways of life, different walks and, and beliefs and everything else. Anxiety was at an all-time high because nobody could tell you what was going to happen. Everybody was in a constant, I'm not sure, oh, things got canceled, things got changed, everything was was moving on a day-to-day basis and sometimes even an hourly basis between headlines. And it creates, it creates a lot of anxiety. And so when you walk into the home, just understand and dare I say empathize with the customer that they have no idea what is about to happen. They don't know how much, they don't know how long, they don't know how complicated, they don't know anything. I mean, just start with that standpoint. And if along the way you figure out that maybe they've had somebody there before or they have a general idea, great. You're not going to lose anything by re-going over that with them. So just bear that in mind and, and use a system like upfront agreements to help them through the process, to help them know. If I go to the dentist and I have a cavity, that, that stinks, right? It, it's painful. It's money. It's all those types of things. But if somebody walks me through the process and they say, okay, now this is what we do, it at least eliminates my unknown. In fact, the last time, not the last time, but a couple times ago, I did have a cavity. And it had been a while since I'd had one and I was at a new dentist. So I wasn't familiar with any of the procedures. They took me over to a new chair, sat me down, opened my mouth, and like we were right at it. And man, that was an unpleasant experience because I wasn't sure what to expect. It would have been so much nicer had the dentist walked me through, okay, what we're going to do is you're going to open your mouth. You're going to have to keep your mouth open for X amount of minutes. I'm going to be using this tool here. You're going to hear a high-pitched sound. You're going to smell some stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of this, it'll be a quick in and out, and we'll get you on your way. Like, yes, it's painful. I can't avoid that. It's expensive. I couldn't avoid that. But somebody walking me through the process from A to Z, from start to finish, at least alleviates the nerves that I have in being in the middle of that. And the same thing can apply to the customer that you're headed to right now that has a a leak coming through the ceiling or has a family get together tonight and their furnace isn't working or has a receptacle that is, you know, is, is catching on fire, whatever it may be. Helping them understand what your process is going to be will help them feel a little bit more at ease when you're in the home. And that is your primary focus to help them become more comfortable with you being there. For sure. And that, and that applies to any aspect of life. I mean, I don't, even if you're going to uh, church, like it's comforting for us to know that you're going to get in there. It's going to open with prayer. You're going to do 20 minutes of singing and then there's a 40 minute sermon. And then uh, afterwards there's, you know, meet and greet in the lobby and cookies and, and coffee or whatever, but 
having an idea of the time allotment and exactly how things are, are supposed to go uh, is comforting and relaxing to us as human beings. Having no idea what we're, what we're getting ourselves into is, is stressful and frustrating. And uh, that same applies to when you're dealing with a homeowner. Yeah, that's, that's so right, Brian. Um, and another thing that I want to bring up is that while it is called an upfront agreement or an upfront contract, and typically you do it at the beginning of the call, it doesn't mean that you can't utilize it through the rest of the call anytime something changes from the original agreement, right? So let's say that you are buying a house, right? And you agreed to buy a house for $200,000 and you got halfway through the process and the price changed, you know, maybe uh, for some reason your interest rate altered or uh, another seller or another buyer got involved and the price changed. Okay, so that can happen right? Would you rather know about that when it happens? Or would you rather find out about that, you know, when you're sitting down ready to sign papers, and now you're like, 215, where did 215 come from? Okay, so put that in the service world. At the beginning of the call, you're explaining to the customer, hey, this is probably what we're looking like here. Um, I'm going to have some questions, you're going to have some questions. And then at the end, we'll take a look. All right, now you've determined the problem. Now you go back to the customer and you say, okay, so here's what I found. Here's some additional questions that I have. Do you have any additional questions for me? Here's the price. Here's how long it's going to take me. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Great. And maybe make the repair. And then maybe while you're making the repair, you find something else has changed. Again, go back to the customer. Have another upfront agreement with them. Here's what I'm looking at. Here's the new information that I found. Do you have additional questions about this? Do I have additional questions about this? Has this altered the price? Has this altered the timeline? Come to agreement and go back and do that. The easiest example in my mind that this relates to is a, a leak in a ceiling or a wall where a plumber is having to locate the leak and you don't know where it is, you don't know where it's coming from, and you don't know what type of damage you're going to have to do to the drywall or the, the wall or the flooring or whatever it is to find it. So what do you do? You start off with a, a simple understanding. Okay, Brian, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, obviously, we have a, a drip coming through the ceiling right above us here. It could be coming from right above us, or it could be running along the joists or something like that from somewhere else in the house. I'm going to start by opening up this section of the drywall here. Once I identify where the leak is, I'll come back to you to let you know what I found, because at that point, you don't know. Is it a pipe? Is it a fixture up above? Is it something else? Once you identify where the leak is coming from and what the leak is, you go back to Brian and you say, hey, Brian, here's what I found. Do you have additional questions about this? Here's the updated pricing, et cetera, et cetera. And that type of reuse of the tool time and time and time again continues to remove the unknown and the uncertainty of what the customer is experiencing. And at the end of the call, there should never have been a situation along the way where the customer is wondering, well, how did we get here? What changed? Why have you been in my house for five hours when you told me it was going to be 30 minutes? Or why is the price twice as much as I thought it was going to be? You should be using that system the entire way through the call to answer those questions. That was a great example with opening the ceiling too, because it's so easy for us as, as plumbers, as technicians to tell them, hey, this is how much it's going to cost to, you know, lay down the uh, drop cloths and tarp off and um, get the ladder and the knife and start cutting holes in the ceiling. And then as technicians, we get, I wouldn't say obsessed, but certainly in, in, in the zone and get tunnel vision to finding and fixing this leak that we can, 
we can easily forget the client even exists. I mean, it's it's the reason I think um, that being a selling tech is one of the hardest types of sales people that exist because we also have to know how to, uh, you know, fix fix the issue while still selling the entire time we're there while installing and everything else we have to do um, versus, you know, even real estate sales where a realtor has to know how to sell a house, but then they don't have to know how to um, finance the mortgage or do the the uh, home inspection afterwards. They just have to get the house sold and somebody else handles most of that stuff. Whereas a technician, we have to sell it and then most most of the time we have to install it and we still have to nurture and care for that homeowner the whole time it's happening. And it's easy to just open that ceiling and get to work. And I found the leak. There's a, you know, PEX adapter that's leaking. I just need to cut it out and replace it and button back up and get down and everything's done. And here's the bill. Well, that's not how we do things. We have to find the leak and then go back to that client with our evaluation and and, uh, the new investment amount and the new time commitment that's going to be required and explaining to them that, you know, hey, we don't, patch drywall that's going to be up to another contractor of your choosing or maybe we can recommend somebody but all these things all these little contracts have to be uh, made and agreed upon along the way um, not just the upfront one but and but it gets it gets hard to remember to do all these things when you know we're just we're plumbers we're here to fix a leak um, but it but it's so important to make sure that all those agreements are made and agreed upon, just not just up front, but going through the process. Because um, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with an angry client with them saying, you know, I, I didn't I didn't know how much it was going to cost. They just told me it was going to be X amount to open the ceiling. They never told me about the leak. They just fixed it and came with, with the bill, and this is too much, and I won't pay it. And... You know, it's something that we don't deal with here because we have a process of, of uh, anytime, anytime the investment amount has to change, we go get it agreed upon and signed on the invoice. But certainly other companies I've been at and growing up, I did it myself as a young plumber, just fix the issue and present the bill and then get beat up for it. Um, the agreements are crucial up front and then continuous if anything changes. So, yeah, that was a great example, Nate. Yeah. And so just shout out to you guys. I mean, uh, you're listening to this podcast and we hope it's encouraging you, but just want to give you guys some respect. I mean, what Brian talked about there is so true. You're not just living in the world of Mr. Fix-It and you're not just living in the world of of Mr. Talk. You're doing both. You're talking and you're fixing. And a lot of times you're having to do it at the same time, literally fixing while you're talking to the client. And that is no small thing. And so we appreciate you, all those in the home services industry, you have a high calling and there's a high bar to jump over and you guys are doing it on a day-to-day basis. So thank you for doing that. And we want to present this idea of an upfront agreement to you as a tool to assist you in making that process even better, not for not just for you, but for the client as well. And, and that tool, when used properly, will provide a better experience for both of you. Because how many times have you gotten to the end of the call and... <laughs> You felt like you did a good job and you have all your ducks in a row and the client just comes at you sideways on something. And you're like, what just happened here? Where did this come from? 
And you have to think back and say, okay, could I have done something differently to adjust the outcome of this call? Could I have been more clear with my intentions? Could I have been uh, more specific with my pricing or my timeline or whatever it may be? And so it's not just to alleviate the unknown of the client, it's to alleviate the unknown of yourself as well. And then when you get to the end of the call, you have done your due diligence to make everything in line so that you have a pretty good idea as to how this thing is going to wrap up. Speaking of wrapping up, I think that's a great way to go out. Um, yeah, if anybody has any questions or comments or um, needs needs a hand with coming up with their upfront agreement, um, we can certainly help you script one out. Uh, we mentioned David Sandler of Sandler Training. Um, Sandler Training is something that the leadership team here, the owners and the managers, many of our comfort advisors and some of our technicians are part of. Um, and we, we certainly encourage you to look that up here or in your area and just get a hold of your local Sandler training trainer, if you will. Get a hold of us. Uh, com is the website. Look us up on Facebook, uh, Waste No Day. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the uh, taking over the, the outro there. Love it. Fantastic. Have you do that next time. <laughs> hey, guys, seriously, we do encourage you to continue pushing on, pushing forward. Um, you do have an ability to make the day yours. Nobody is going to challenge you higher than you will yourself. And so if you don't have a system in place to do that, go ahead and put one in place. And if you're looking for a system, come find us. Like Brian said, check us out. We have many systems in place already that are working great. Remember, your calling is to waste no day. This podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heat and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.